Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast is song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast is song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Oh my God. Shirt samesies. I know. Oh. This is weird. This is a little awkward that you and I are wearing the, the exact same shirt. shirt. And when I first saw you this morning, I noticed that and I said, oh. Prepare. It was too late to turn around and go home. It was far. We were past that point. Yeah. But I was like, oh, now all day we're going to get the, oh, did you guys plan this? <laughs> Shut up, Karen. I haven't got any of that yet. Uh, we what, what this is, is this is the uh, red and black plaid shirts and this is not the first time this has happened i think what we need to do is we need to start claiming days you know maybe i can have even days you can have odd days but like you said i mean the worst part of matching shirt day is having to talk about matching shirt day all day long i think the easiest way to stop people from being like oh did you guys plan this we just without cracking say yes yeah, we did. Yeah. I yeah, phoned him last did. night, like 1030, said, hey, do you want to go with the red and black plaid shirts tomorrow? And he's like, yeah. So we did. Yeah. Oh. What's the big deal? It's not weird that grown men are doing that at all. No way. Uh, do you ever do this, though, Bryce? I Sometimes I will find a shirt or a pair of pants that I really like, and I just like the fit, and I like the feel so much that I will buy multiple identical shirts and multiple identical pairs of pants. Because this shirt I'm wearing right now... Uh, not only did I buy two identical ones of these, I, ca- I have another one. Oh, jeez. You'll never know, though, because you're like, you probably just think I'm wearing the same shirt all the time. Mm-mm, I have multiples. So, but not only did I buy the red and black, I like this one so much, I also bought the blue and black plaid. Ooh. And very handsome. Maybe my greatest, I don't know if this is a power move or a hoarder move. I'm not quite sure, but I was in the Levi's store one day and I always wear Levi. 512s. Those are my that's those are my cut. that's my cut. Those are my dungarees that I wear all the time and I'm worried maybe this is paranoia, I don't know. I just sort of worry that one day Mr. Levi is going to wake up and yell down from his mansion, "Cease production of the 512s and then I will be screwed." So, I was in the Levi store like I said and I was just trying on a pair one day and I'm like, "How many pairs of these do you have?" And she goes, well, let me check the back. And she came back and she goes, well, those ones you have on now and I have six more. And I said, so you have seven pairs? And she said, yeah, I will take them all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I bought, so I bought seven pairs of them. I still have three in my closet that still have all the tags on them and everything. But is that a power move or is that a hoarder move? That's a hoarder move. Is it? Yeah. Huh. I mean, the, one, the next step would be to vacuum seal them in those vacuum bags. Where can I get one of those? Oh, I'm sure it'd be easy enough to find. And then really preserve your pants. I haven't done that. I wear the, I wear a Levi's. Mine is the 411. The four, <laughs> one day you'll be in the fives, Bryce. Right now, though, you're toiling away down there in the jean pant minor leagues of the four series. Who wears the four series? Those are like, those are the brand, those are the model number of Levi's jeans that you find at weird small town department stores you've never heard of before. Is it 411? I might even have the wrong. It's definitely a four. Wow. But I might have the number wrong. Well, I'm but running I, a five over here, so. But I always get the the same cut, but I get different colors of it. Sure. Yeah. 
That's how I roll. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. So, Bryce, you and I had this realization recently. We had both noticed it, but neither one of us had talked about it. And that's the sheer number of kids we see now between the ages of about 8 and 11 who are drinking coffee. Yeah, it's really off-putting because I was spending this past Sunday the way I spend every Sunday inside a cat cafe. Yeah, this is an actual real cafe that just has cats wandering around. Yeah, I was there for whatever reason. And the number of children there who were drinking lattes was incredibly off-putting. And I don't drink coffee. No, you're a grown man. And so I was having the non-coffee option, which was a root beer. (laughs) And I was the only person in there, including all these children, Uh, not drinking a coffee. I just don't understand it. I mean, the... I guess what it comes down to now is that I think about it this way. When I was a kid riding around in the backseat of the family truckster and we'd go through the drive-thru just so my dad could get a coffee and none of us would get anything. And we would just be sitting there in the back going, I hope today's the day that I get a hot chocolate or a root beer. But it didn't happen. It was just so that my dad could get a coffee. But I feel like in this day and age now, if you have a kid in the backseat of the car and you go through a drive-through. You are—it's under order by law that you buy that kid a coffee, or child services takes that kid away for neglect. Yeah, it's like how some of those places also give something if they see a dog. Mm. That dog's getting a puppuccino, I think they're called. A puppuccino? I think it's just a cup of whipped cream. Really? But even the dogs get something oh when they God. go through the drive-through now. <sighs> it's just like there, there could be a newborn, an infant in a child seat in the back seat. And the uh, the mom is like, oh, gets pulled over by child services. And they're like, how come you didn't buy that kid a latte? And you're like, well, because that kid is still breastfeeding. Doesn't matter. Olivia gets a latte. It's crazy. I never even had a desire for a coffee uh, well, in my 30s, let alone when I was eight. And you go, <laughs> we heard someone in our building that we work with talk about how they have a kid who is 13 13 or 14, 13 and how they vape and everyone at their school vapes. And what? I thought, I thought you had to be 18 to vape. Am I just stupid? Maybe naive Bryce. Nobody is stupid. (laughs) You're just naive. I'm just ill-informed perhaps. Top ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Of course it's top ranked. I mean, why else would we call it that? Top ranking podcast with Garner and Bryce. So Garner, I'm settling into the life of being a homeowner. And so far, let me tell you, it's like I'm seeing colors I've never seen before. Hmm. I'm slowly learning that I can have my TV a little bit loud because I don't share a wall anymore. Ooh, you can walk around in tap dancing shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I can sing in the shower as loud as I want. You can bust out the tuba that you played all through high school that you thought you would never play again. Finally. Finally, I'm living my best life. However, I've come to learn that there are some, I don't want to say downsides, but uh, the things you have to do as a homeowner, specifically the things you have to spend money on that, don't exactly bring you joy? Well, it's like when you were renting, every dime you spent on yourself was for show. It was for fa- yeah. It was for fancy clothes and yeah. fancy meals. And I didn't have to worry fancy. about structure. I didn't yeah. have to worry about plumbing. I didn't have to worry about anything. But now but, I have to worry about these things. Yeah, when you own a house, all of a sudden you're spending, you're not spending a grand on bottle service in a nightclub one night. 
you know, with that little velvet rope around your table and everybody's like, who is that? Yeah. No, you're spending a grand on a hot water tank that no one will see. No, it's the worst. So I have a hot water tank that works. It functions perfectly. But because it's a little bit older, my insurance company's like, nah, you need to get a new one and you need to do it right now. Hmm. I was like, can I just wait for this thing to kind of hit the dirt? Like, no, you need to do it right now. So I need to replace a functioning hot water tank with another functioning hot water tank. That will be thanked by nobody. No one's going to be thankful that I did that. Will you be including the new hot water tank, though, on the tour of the house that you'll inevitably be giving <laughs> to everyone who pops by? Let me give you a tour of the place. Will you be taking them down to the uh, murder, the furnace room? Yeah, you yeah, know I will. To show them? Yeah, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I painted that room down there. You see that hot water tank? Put that one in there. Yeah, I paid for that with the uh, money I earned from my job. And no big deal. <laughs> I'm such a grown-up. We also talked about the most overrated things when it comes to owning a house. And I I honestly thought I was alone in my hatred for central vacuum systems. I couldn't believe it. It's like people were dying to talk about their central vacs and not in a good way. No, how much they hated them. I can't stand it. We've, I've lived in the house that I have now for 14 years. When I bought that house, it came with Central Vac. I would have never put that in, but it was there already. I can't stand it. It's inconvenient. You got like 40 feet of hose that is kept in this box at the back door, and you got to drag this thing through the house, and you're knocking plants over, and it's a disaster every time you have to vacuum. You were saying that all your baseboards are worn out and chipped? Yeah, this house that I'm in has central vac, and you can tell where the hard corners are because it's like an exoskeleton on the hose. It's rock hard and just destroys anything in its path. And so now when I have to go gingerly around certain corners to make sure my floors are spick and span. Mm. Or you could do what I did, Bryce. Go out and spend $4,700 and buy a jacket for your Central Vac <laughs> hose. Mine has a jacket, Bryce. <laughs> the Central Vac Cozy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that. Mine is as... It's made by Canada Goose. It's as rigid and hard. Like It's like something you would expect to be dug up in the Badlands in Drumheller. Like It's like dinosaur bones just destroying my walls. And I can't believe how many people loathe their central vac. Do you sometimes find yourself like me in a trench coat in the vacuum aisle at a department store just lusting over those Dysons? Yeah. <laughs> you sit in the bathroom alone looking yeah. at pictures of the vacuum. Dyson catalog. Yeah, the vacuums that are on sale. Oh yeah. Man, oh man, what a mistress the Dyson apparently. Like people can't they can't stop talking about how much they hate their central vacs and how much they love their Dysons. Mm. Top-ranking podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Top-ranking podcast. Garner, it's a weird time in the world right now, and I don't mean politically. I mean in terms of I'm just reading tweets and sentences I never thought I would have to read but are being put out there. Uh, this time around, it was revolving around a well-known serial killer. Oh, I know. who. Ted Bundy. Apparently, we just passed the... 30-year anniversary of Ted Bundy being introduced to Mr. Electric Chair. You mean it's already been 30 years since he rode the lightning? <laughs> that makes it sound so fun. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So it's 30 years since Ted Bundy, well-known serial killer in the United States. And that's why we can laugh. That's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough time has passed. And so well, to, also he was a pretty horrible person, Bryce. He did some things. Yeah. 
And so to, I don't want to say to celebrate the anniversary. No, nah, we were to, celebrating. To mark the date, a couple things happened. Netflix released this documentary series about Ted Bundy. And at the same time, a trailer dropped for an upcoming Zac Efron movie. Where, where he, he plays Ted Bundy. Where he plays Ted Bundy. And as a result, there's been a lot of eyes on Ted Bundy that otherwise have not been there in 30 years. And so Netflix had to come out and actually write the tweet, stop talking about how hot Ted Bundy is. There are many other hot men on our service, many of whom are not convicted serial killers. And they're not talking about Zac Efron, Ted Bundy. They're talking about people obsessing over how hot original TB was. Yeah, the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, original Coke Ted Bundy yeah. apparently is making some people weak in the knees to the point that words had to be said, maybe you should go sit in some snow or something because this guy killed 30-plus people. Yeah, and you and I had sort of a private conversation one day about a certain serial killer that we may or may not find a, a little bit attractive, but we're not allowed to have that conversation because no. people would spin out. No, it's a weird thing to think that People do have lusty feelings for serial killers. Like well, I remember that. Charles Manson getting married yeah. multiple times while he was in prison. And There's he was that. have you seen that guy? Yeah, he's not exact. He I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the dreamboat category. No. No. I wouldn't label him as striking. I wouldn't go I wouldn't look at Charles Manson and go, that guy looks like a strong provider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's this website too. The uh I'm not saying the name of it because it sickens me. I honestly, this, there's a website here in this country we're broadcasting from that may have the name of our country in the name of the website, but it's a place where convicted killers who are currently sitting in prisons, not just killers, but armed robbers and uh, fraudsters. Yeah, all inmates. Tricksters. They can all, they post their pictures, what their crime is their expected release date, what facility they're serving in, their full name, and then they write a description about themselves. And I think officially the service says it's for pen pals. But uh, yeah. we, we know what uh, what's really going on here. A lot of face tattoos. I noticed that. Tons of face tattoos. That's weird that face tattoos run in prison. Yeah. Very strange. And just the, the description people will give of themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, the one guy who's in there. Okay. This guy was just sentenced for an absolutely horrific murder. Double. Double murder. Double homicide. One night, like over the span of an hour, he went to two different convenience stores in this city we're broadcasting from and committed armed robbery. And then on his way out the door, he killed the clerks mm -hmm. in these two convenience, two separate convenience stores. He didn't need to do that. I understand, sure, Maybe you need – I'm not saying I understand robbery, but I can sort of wrap my mind around that. He had a clean getaway. He could have just left. He didn't need to murder these people. He is on this site. And in his description, it's like, I'm kind, loving, and respectful. No, you're not. <laughs> he calls himself down-to-earth and respectful. Yeah. In what way were you respectful? It's weird to have that sentence just an inch below where it says he's currently serving – Two life sentences Two or life something sentences like that. for double homicide. Yeah. Yeah, real respectful guy. Mm -hmm. Then there was the other guy. Who was it? He, he was a younger guy who's also serving time for murder who talked about how... He loves to travel. He loves, <laughs> he loves golf. <laughs> it's like, what? How do you do that? You're in jail till 2037. Is he like just talking about his temper? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He's like, oh, I'm very well-tempered. Or I'm very polite yeah. when I need to be. Oh. 
You're yeah, like, that oh. was a different guy. Yeah, that, that was a different guy. It gets grim going through these profiles. There was a guy doing the weirdest yoga poses. Mm-hmm. And just there's a lot of crossing the arms to make your guns look big going on over there. You know what's really, really sad, Bryce, is the fact that I lost four and a half hours of my life reading every single profile. It's a wormhole. It is an absolute wormhole. Uh, but it, it just shows that people are fascinated by crime. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I have... I have drank the true true crime Kool-Aid. That's all I listen to now is podcasts about true crime. When you're not listening to top ranking podcasts. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm listening to this podcast sometimes two or three times in a row, but obviously. I am obsessed with true crime podcasts. Now, I just wish though more of them and if you can let me know of a handful of podcasts that actually solve the crime, I would love to know because I'm getting tired of investing 14 to 18 hours of my life into something that ends with, well, I guess we'll have to wait to see what happens next. What? I thought you were going to solve this. It's a bummer. It is. But it is, it's a thing that, I don't know what it is. There's some psychology to it, but we're all drawn to just trying to figure out and understand what's going through these crazy people's minds when they do these heinous crimes. And that's why Ted Bundy is Mm -hmm. back in the news. That's right. And you love your true crime, so I thought we could play a fun new game called... Know Your Serial Killers! They're great! (laughs) No. Serial killers are not great. That's different kind of serial, Bryce. One is spelled S-E-R, the other is spelled C-E-R. Two totally different things, but I'll give you... 75% 75% for effort. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> you just so witnessed how does, my peak. So how does this work? I, I love a good game. Okay. So I got five serial killers here. Feed up. I will give you their real names. Mm-hmm. And you see if you can give me their serial killer nickname, because they Ooh. all have nicknames. Okay. Okay. How so many do I have to get right? If you get any of these right, I'll be impressed. Ri- so the, oh. the bar is one. Okay. Because I think this will be tougher than you think. So I was going through the list, and these are all North American. Because it okay. turns out uh, the real serial killers are in, like— I was going to say Russia. Russia's got a bunch. Colombia's got a bunch. Ooh. So if you're traveling over there, keep your head on a swivel. So these are all North American locals. Okay, here we go. Okay. Gary Ridgway. Hmm? Suspected of killing 90 people. He oh. admitted to 71 murders. Just 71? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I've never heard of Gary Ridgway. Where's he from? You think I would have that in front of me, but oh. I don't. He's an American guy. Most of these are American guys. Ah, uh, I don't know. Mr. Scary. <laughs> the Green River Killers. Oh, okay. That's Washington State. Yes. That's what maybe it seems like Seattle has a. That's right over there. There's a lot over there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's in the water in Seattle. Okay. Well, that's not a great start. Okay. So this one is Canadian. Mm hmm. Don't know how to say his first name. Y-V-E-S. Eve. Eve? Mm-hmm. Eve, and his last name is Trudeau. Eve <laughs> Trudeau. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> huh, another one. This is a Canadian guy who killed 43 people. Holy cow. I think it's from back in the day. I think he was a uh, member of a bike gang. Ooh. <sighs> killed 43. Hmm. Eve Trudeau. Jeez, am I going to go 0 for 2? This one... Clearly, he sounds he sounds French. This one he clearly didn't pick himself. Oh, oh no, not real flattering. <laughs> I don't really understand it. But apparently he goes by the mad bumper. Huh? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if Eve Trudeau had his way, it would be something more menacing. Yeah. Okay. okay, this is a terrible start. Okay, here's a well-known serial killer. Okay. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, the killer clown or the clown killer? Oh, that is it. Which one is it? The killer clown. The killer clown. Yeah. Can I claim that one as a win? Yeah. Are you impressed? I did not think you'd get any of these. Oh, John Wayne Gacy. Everybody knows him. Okay, yeah. Killed 33 people. The killer clown. Yeah. Dumb name. Dumb name. He probably didn't pick that either. Although, if I'm not mistaken, and you might want to Google this, he was he painting pictures of clowns in prison and selling them? I think Ooh. you could buy an actual Gacy painting. You see, that there's something about that, and this maybe just speaks to this whole thing, that I'm interested, but could I really justify buying a John Wayne Gacy original? Yeah, that's something that if you do have it, you only tell people that you know very, very well, <laughs> and you hang it on the inside of a closet. It doesn't go above the fireplace. It goes in the bathroom that no one uses. Yeah, okay, mm. let's try again here. I want to say I feel like I, I could run this now. Okay, uh, another well-known one, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee something menace. Oh. You're on the right path. Oh. The Milwaukee, yes. And then there's another one. Mm. It probably is a little telling of just what exactly was involved in his crimes, oh. or what he did. The Milwaukee cannibal. Yes. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, this mercy. game feels dirty. <laughs> Why am I laughing? But oh. he is called the Milwaukee Cannibal. Okay. Convicted of killing 15 people. Here yep. we go. This is the last one, right? This is the last one. We're doing one. five. I got to get this one right. I need to know more than 50%. This one might be tough. It's a Canadian one. <sighs> His name is Clifford Olson. Oh, yeah. I know who Clifford Olson is. I didn't know he had a nickname, though. He does. And it's probably the most... Oh, geez, I was going to say impressive. That's the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, the most menacing of the bunch, maybe? Although the cannibal one's pretty. I, I don't, I, I know who this is. Okay, he's known as the Beast of British Columbia. Nobody ever called him that. He made that name up for himself once he went to jail, where he died. Now that was an exciting edition of... No, you're Serial Killers! Wow, I don't feel good about that game. Two for five. Pat Not yourself on the back. <laughs> yeah. Top ranking podcast with Connor Andrews and Bryce Kelly. This is a pretty weird story that came in the news the other day. Uh, apparently at the start of the year, and I don't remember this, uh, but there was a guy who was flying from Calgary to London, England, and thought it would be a good idea before this flight to get hammered. Well, see, here's the backstory, too. I had read that he had 18 months sobriety. And in the airport, before he got on the plane to go back to London, he's like, eh, international waters doesn't count here. So he drank himself six drinks. Yeah. Which, and then he got on the plane. Then he got on the plane. So he was in a pretty good mood. Mm-hmm. Plane takes off and is shortly after takeoff. Like, we're still on that incline going up. And he's like, now's a good time for me to go to the bathroom. So he gets up to go to the washroom. Everyone's telling him, like, you might want to sit down. Yeah. And he goes, make me. Is that exact, those exact words? I wasn't on the plane. I you're don't have a tra- the, You're not the boss of me. I don't have a transcript of what went down. But more or less, he said, make me. Make me. Okay. And so he said, make a, me. Started a little bit of a Donnybrook right there inside mm-hmm. the plane. It had, was forced to, just after takeoff from Calgary, turn around, go back, and land in Calgary, where he was, as they say, escorted off the plane. 
But the real, the most interesting part of this story, there seems to be more and more of this air rage or whatever we've, as the media, whatever we call it now. We've right. given it a name. Is it air rage? It, sure. Is that what we call it? Yeah. More and more people are flipping out on flights. And, but I think the most shocking thing about this, and my point is, is that we're kind of becoming accustomed to this, but was how much it cost. Like he went to court and the judge is like, you will pay for the fuel that WestJet had to burn to turn around and go back to Calgary again. And in your mind, you're like, I don't know, what's that, 60 or $70? Yeah, that's nothing. That seems like this guy got a slap on the wrist. No. Then you, turn, then you read more and you're like, oh, West, they had to dump a bunch of fuel because you can't land with a full plane. So where do you dump fuel? When you're landlocked. Because I thought they always did that over the ocean. The ocean. Yeah, maybe they just go to a, they find a nice mountain lake. <laughs> <laughs> found a glacier that hadn't quite melted yet and like, yeah, hey, let's throw some jet fuel on that. Just let it rip up here. Maybe one of our aviation experts can uh, get in touch with us and let us know, where do you dump the fuel? Because there has to be a cost for that too, because you can't just go dumping fuel on a farmer's field. No, can you imagine you're out there checking on your crops and you having just a smoke? showered <laughs> by yeah. jet fuel? Yeah, you're having a cigarette. Ooh, that would not end very well. Yeah. So anyway, the judge fined this guy or made – he has to pay back WestJet to the tune of $21,000. Yeah, twenty one grand was the cost of the fuel dump. Just to do the turnaround. But it cost the airline a lot more than that. Oh, yeah, because they would have had to get all those passengers probably on different flights because there would have been delays. Everybody's affected in some way or another by this clown so it's the cost is way higher than twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah, so he could have got a much worse sentence than paying back twenty one thousand. But it it makes you think. Like I've never been on a plane that had to dump fuel. That's not a good indication. That's... Things are not going well <laughs> when you're burning fuel or when you're banking for three hours above the airport, just going around and around in circles. Yeah, like do they tell the people on the plane like, ooh, if you look out the left side of your window, you're going to see a, a whole lot of gas coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be alarmed by that. Yeah, and where do you do it when you're completely landlocked? Yeah. It's not like they're going to fly over to the ocean, dump fuel, and then fly. My question is, though, Bryce, is that when you are a pilot in a plane and they're like, you got to dump some fuel, man, you got you got to bring that thing back to wherever you're going, how do you know exactly how much to dump? Like, you don't want to dump too much or you have a whole other world of problems. Yeah, and if you don't dump enough... Because it makes your balance wonky when you're trying to land. So if yeah. you don't burn enough, are you in trouble? If you burn too much, there's a lot of trouble. It seems like not an ideal situation. No. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast, available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again. Oh, Ariana Grande. Mm, so hot right now. <laughs> she, uh, she made that mistake that so many people make, uh, getting a tattoo on your hand. Yeah, first of all, what do you call those job stoppers? <laughs> yeah, the job stoppers. The, um, I mean, there's a time and place for them. I mean, you might think they look really, really good. But what if one day you're like, hmm, I really want to get into financial planning. Yes. You're going to open up a daycare. Yeah. It's your social circle might accept the fact that you've got hand tattoos, but the mother of a toddler who's, or a, a, an 11-month-old baby who she has to go back to work now and she's dropping her child off with you, she's probably not going to be... Those aren't going to serve you real well in the interview process. No, you could be the most qualified candidate. We knew a guy who worked here once upon a time who applied for a job at a rock radio station yeah, a in rock a different station. city. Yeah. 
and got didn't get the job because he had tattoos all over his hands. He had uh, pirate treasure maps on the tops <laughs> of both hands. And then I think rock and roll on yeah. his knuckles. He couldn't look more like a rock and roller, but didn't get the gig because of the job stoppers. Yeah, and he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Huh. Was a good guy. So Ariana Grande, pop sensation. Oh, yeah. Can't say I'm familiar with her work. I can't name one song. I know what she looks like, and I know she was involved with that guy from SNL. Yeah, and I've always been on Team Pete Davidson. Yeah. Through this whole debacle. So she, I guess, released a song. I can't remember what it's called. Seven Moons, Seven Suns. I can't remember. Seven Rings. Seven Rings. That's exactly what it was. And so she got this tattoo on the palm of her hand in Japanese script that said seven rings. And then she posted a picture of her hand tattoo online and turns out, nope, that's not what it said at all. The experts in that language said, um, what did they say it means? Small charcoal grill. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. No, apparently it's not a case of like, oh, the tattoo artist messed with her. Apparently it was just like a, a little symbol shy of meaning what she wanted it to mean. Yeah. But because of tr- being lost in translation, she has a tattoo on her hand that says small charcoal grill. But then there's an update to this story too, right? Somebody said that she contacted a language expert or whatever and they said, oh, no, you just need to put this symbol right here and it will fix everything. Yeah. And she apparently put that little thing on the wrong side, and now her tattoo means Japanese barbecue finger. <laughs> Which is even better. <laughs> Which is amazing. Oh, it's just incredible. Guess what her next album's called? Japanese barbecue finger. Oh, it's going to be a top seller. But it brings to light like all these people that probably very few like to admit it, but are filled with a tattoo regret. Well, and so many of these are people who people that look like you and I who go to a far off land and they're like, you know what? While we're here, we should get let's get some Thailand tattoos. So to commemorate our time we spent over here in Thailand. Yeah, getting drunk for a month. I'm gonna get something that says destiny. Oh, that says <laughs> truth. And then they come home with something. I talked to that one woman who said that her and her friend did that exact thing is they went to Thailand, and right before they were coming back, they decided to go get those, what are those traditional ones where they... Oh, they hammered in? Oh, and she said they both got those, and they thought that they meant, I don't know, believe or whatever. But as it turns out, it means and. (laughs) A-N-D. Whoops. And. Well, what a vague tattoo. Oh, I got this text here. It says... The one where the guy was saying that him and his uh, his stepsister um, has a tattoo that he's pretty sure means dishwasher safe. <laughs> How do you even end up with that? Oh, she probably thinks it means world traveler or something like that. But no, dishwasher safe. It just means you have alternative methods of getting clean. That was Top Ranking Podcast starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. What are we up to, like four listeners now? Five. Oh, and a special thanks to USS for the temporary, yes, temporary podcast theme song.